And you're welcome to Racing Only Better. It's 1,000 guineas day at Newmarket. We also have a race in Salisbury to cover as well. But Newmarket, we are focusing on. We're Betfair sponsoring across the card, except for the 1,000 guineas, as they did yesterday, across the card at Newmarket, except for the 2,000 guineas. Hoping to mark your card and give you a steer is the very sober and very straight Kevin Blake. How are you, my darling? Ah, excellent, Hugo. Excellent. Enjoy, enjoying the week at Punchestown and uh, yeah, looking forward to Newmarket. Good stuff. I can <laughs> smell the Guinness from here. How are you, Tony Calvin? I trust you're enjoying your Irish hospitality still. <laughs> yeah, I behave myself all week, but it's Friday. We're recording this on just Friday afternoon. I'm just about to go out in Dublin on a Leo Sayer. Okay, okay, lovely. An all day, that's for you. Leah, so yeah, I was supposed to be I was supposed to be joining you, but um, my daughter's sick from school, so I'm planning to join you late afternoon. If you're still standing by that stage, I will see you in town. So bring uh, her along. We have a new market, 1000 guineas day to cover. So let's get stuck in. Um the first we're going to talk about is the 150, the Betfair Daily Rewards Handicap Stakes. So Valley Forge is your four to one favorite at the time of recording. You've got Kivon or Keemhan at five to one, Revolver 11 to two, Sir Rumi six to one, and it's 13 to two bar Kevin Blake. Um, Valley Forge four to one here. Uh, <laughs> let's start with you, Tony Calvin. Let's start yeah. with you, Tony Calvin. Let's give Kevin a little break there when he puts his head down. Who do you like, please, in the uh, handicap stakes? Well, like I said, we're recording this at midday on Friday and we've just got the prices through the Betfair Sportsbook are first up yeah. and they have priced up Red Verdant at 25 to 1 get in there Tony I can tell you now that horse will probably be at least half of that come come the off time and um, we had a really good race last time went 28 mm-hmm. to 1 in the John Porter wasn't given an overly hard time by Ryan there back in handicap company uh, off the same mark as we just touched off at uh, Wolverhampton previously Got that Harry Davis gadget on claiming seven. Mm. He rode him at Wolverhampton as well. Uh, the step back up in trip is suit, fast ground on suit. Um, you know, off that, off that handicap mark of 104 with a seven pound claim run, he's handicapped to run a big race. Now, I know he's my usual MO, an oldie but goodie, but 25 to one is absolutely huge. I'd back him at 12s. So, Red Burden, each way, job done. Cheap at half the price. Okay, Red Verdon, 25 to 1. Get on if you're listening to this as soon as it's published because the price, as Tony Calvin says, will disappear quickly. And um, Kevin Blake, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a big prize from Tony and a big shout. Um, have you spotted something else? I'm nothing too exciting to you, but I'm kind of go, going to go with a bit of a pace angle with Golden Flame um, in the hope that he kind of gets a solo. Um, and, I, and I think he might. Um, he probably looks a little bit exposed compared to some of these, but... Um, you know, looking at his pedigree and everything else, you'd be hopeful that he could find a little bit of improvement as a four-year-old. And if he gets that um, easy lead, uh, he might be able to, you know, show it here. I mean, I think um, he should be fine fresh, I suspect. And he's the one I'm going for. As you are yourself, Kev. You're fine when you're fresh, but when you're not, it's a different story as we have yeah. today. What about you, Dan Barber? Who do you like? <laughs> I like Red too. <laughs> 25 is a bit of a bonkers price, isn't it? That's not going to be there. The, the Ed Dunlop factor is very strong. We don't get yeah. to that very often, I don't think. He's absolutely yeah. flying. Six or seven winners in the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, and just a, he's just a classy animal, this, isn't he? He's, he's the best horse in the race. Obviously, he's got that weight. That tells you that. But he's kept so such good company down the years. He's had one marina handicap, finished a very good second under the same jockey who's getting better all the time as well. So th- there's no way this is starting 25s. Yeah. No, it's, it's quite funny. I was speaking to someone about the Ed Dunlop form yesterday at Punchestown. Uh, I actually turned around to him and said, well, 
Ed must be on holiday there in such good form. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> Lovely. Okay, good strong shout there for a 25 to 1 poll. Keep an eye on the price, lads. Uh, the 2.25 is the Betfair Pretty Polly Stakes. Um, obviously, Phillies need only apply. It's a mile and a quarter here. So you've got Cronell uh, with Frankie Dettori on board at 15 to 8 favourite at the moment with the moonlight for William Buick at 9 to 4. You've got Peripatic at uh, 11 to 2. Uh, set horizon or cat horizon at eight to one and it's nine to one bar right dan kick us off please 13 to eight to favor cornell uh for frankie Dettori. what um is she the one to be hunting yeah i think she's i mean this is a hard race isn't it lots of unknown quantities loads of twice race winners and exposed horses but i was quite impressed with her the runner-up went through that race really strongly fontaine and fontaine's a horse who's also been second to peripatetic are you going with i don't even know what that means Peripatetic, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I like she. They they gave uh, the runner up a similar beating in terms of distance, but I was I was impressed with Cornell because she had to really fight Fontaine, travel all over, and she found plenty when she had to. So I think she's a. I think she's promising. They've hiked her in grade straight away. She's from a family they know well. Obviously, Dam's a relative of of Logician, who was a Saint Ledger winner for them, and she's gone up to Mount Quarter for for the first time, which is suit. Mm, yeah, okay. So, I mean, Tony, it's a short field, obviously. So, I think they're only yeah. two places here, which um, might put off each way backers here. But how do you yeah. play this race? Um, in short, I don't. Um, I would probably have with the Moonlight favourite, having said would that. You? Yeah, she's a night before. I think she's got the best form. She's got track form. Uh, I think the step up in trip is, is sure to suit uh, Frank or Philly. That said, you know, the downwards and out and out sprinter. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be with the Moonlight. Cornell didn't overly impress me uh, last time you know for all uh, you know she's probably going to be suited by the step up in chip as well but now if you if you ask me who I'd make favourite I'd make with the Moonlight favourite so if you're going to have a bet in the race I'd probably side the 9-4 to four over the 13-8 uh, okay the Appleby Buick combination 9-4 to four with the Moonlight which filly do you like Kev? Peripatetic travelling from place to place in particular working or based in various places for relatively short periods there you go oh, nice. okay. Yeah, don't 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 fancy her. Uh, okay, <laughs> here is the one I'm going to go for here at a massive price. Um, thought she made a really really promising debut at Ascot. Um, she was kind of a big upgrade on the clock that day. Um, changed hands. She was you know dispersed by Shadwell for like hundred grand or something like that. Went to Henry Spiller. Um, was very weak in the market. First run of Wolves and ran well, finishing second. But I'd say to be a fair step up from her now and going up and trip back on turf. She could just pop up at a big old price there, Hugh, and run well. You'd love if there was three places. Um, but I think she'll, she'll outrun her odds. Okay, beautiful. Right, that brings us on to the three o'clock. Then the Betfair Exchange Dahlia Stakes here, uh, ladies and gents. Um, so we have uh, Ville de Grasse at 7-4. to four. Again, short enough favourite here. Um, we've got Dream Lover 7-2. Barria at 10-3. Uh, to three. Lilac Road 4-1. to one. And it's how you like about the other three in the race, Tony Calvin. Um, a yeah. short price, Fab. Ville de Grasse, most likely winner. Or how else are you looking at this? Um, yeah, Ville de Grasse, Ville de Grace. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, this is um, a horrible phrase, isn't it? It's going to be one of these typical Michael Stout improvers. Mm. Four-year-old plus. Um, improved at the end of last year when on the course and at, and at Yarmouth. Um, hasn't got much to find, but you just think he's going to step forward. And having spoken to Ryan about uh, the Philly, uh, when you speak to Ryan, um, he is actually, if you read his column on Betfair this year, he's he's a bit more ballsy and a bit more... Um, Good! He goes out there and um, he's, he's, you know, being a bit more outspoken this year. And 
But with this horse here, it's it's all sort of about reading through the lines. He, he the, the manner in which you spoke about her suggests they think uh, she's a filly on the up this season. There's a lot of upside to her, mm-hmm. uh, and I got the impression that he, uh, he thinks she'll win. Um, so read his really? read, read his column for yourself. Uh, but um, at seven to four, two to one, um, yeah, if, I, I won't be backing her because I do think she's got a fair bit to find. But the lights are, uh, the lights on winning last week, uh, similar type. Uh, for the stable and the uh, and the uh, owner, um, yeah, I, I think Field of Grace is probably uh, the way to go here. But it's not my kind of it's not my kind of bet because, like, see, she she does need to step. There's about three or four around with similar, if not better, form. But mm. I think she she's the she's a potential big improver in the race, and it yeah. sounds like it sounds like she is going well and she is fancied. Well, good. Well, I'm going to listen to Ryan Moore this time because I paid the price last weekend when he was putting up five to one short things, and I completely ignored. The message that was right in front of me. So if he says Real de Grasse is going to win, I'm going to back at two didn't, to one. Didn't quite say that, but he's very positive. He said it's an absolute certainty. I read the column. I read the column. Right, Kevin, what would you be lumping in here? Do you think Real de Grasse is a certainty or not? No, I'm going with our French friends, uh, for, for Francis Henri Graffat, uh, Iberia. Um, Aga Khan filly mayor I should say just very interesting it's not really the Aga style to bring a filly like this back or mayor I should say um, because she's a group two winner you know she won her she, she was a group two winner a couple of years ago and like the only reason you persist is you is if they really think she can go and win a group one she's been placed in a couple the only reason you bring her back is if you're you're quite bullish that she can go and win one um, like they sent her off to um, to Saudi where she ran well um, long chomp last time maybe a shade disappointing but it was a bit of a messy race and hopefully they go a good even tempo here and um, our man Christophe Soumian might hopefully get her home in front Christophe Soumian Iberia 10 to 3 fantastic what do you think Daniel? C'est uh, magnifique um, <laughs> that's about the, the limit of my my French knowledge from school um, I'm with Kev as well a bear. I just think she's got the best form. I know Via de Grasse has got the potential to improve. Interesting that time form just call a smallish. She's not like one of these big scopey things, Via de Grasse. So maybe mm. maybe she's not the, the stereotypical stout improver in that sense. Tends to get big late maturing horses. But I just think she does have the best form. She's a five-year-old now, as Kev's saying. So she's had a bit more racing. But it's, she's, she's been second to the boys in a Grand Prix de Saint Cloud. She's She's been third in that very valuable race in South. Now, I know she didn't run up to her best last time but she wasn't beaten that far and I agree with Kev the fact that they even kept her in training this season is is pretty striking that, that's unusual yeah uh, what, what I would say before we go into the next race Ryan did name check the French horse as, as, his, as his biggest danger yes okay right okay so likewise like, like I said with Red Verdon it's not our stag but I don't think she'll be going off 130 unless there's some anti-Gallic snobbishness from the punters but mm, okay. there shouldn't be okay right um, that brings us on neatly to the uh, 1,000 guineas, um, gents, and it is, of course, the Kipco 1,000 guineas. I'm pretty disgusted and sick here because uh, Dermot Weld has not declared homeless songs. Four places we're paying on the Betfair Sportsbook um, each way terms here. But, I mean, that's going to completely... I was on homeless songs at 16 to 1, and um, she's not in the race. So I'm going to throw up for the next three days and... Uh, <laughs> I don't really care who wins after this because I'm not going to have a bet in the race. Tony yeah. Calvin, you can kick us off here. Who wins the Phillies 1,000 guineas? Sounds like you won't be you won't be the only one throwing up for the next three days. <laughs> judging, <laughs> judging, judging from the state of Blake and Barber here. Oh, listen, um, listen. Just, just say it was food poisoning, lads. Nothing to do with the <laughs> three points of Guinness. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at this race all week and very much like with the 2000 Guineas when I look at it afresh once the final decks are in. So, I mean, I, I ended up going with Royal Patronage in the 2000 Guineas. Um, so, apologies if you listen to the pod and I didn't mention it there. But hmm. um, I've been looking at this race all week and I've just come to the conclusion that Zelly is going to win this race. Um, Andre oh, Fries. Eh? Nine, nine to one. Nine to one. Nine to one. Okay. Um, she been. She has been kind of like nibbled out all week, but obviously now she comes here. Uh, I think she's got a great chance. I mean, it, it's all about the Malavath and Zelly form line uh, from from their reappearance. Obviously, Malavath is, is seven to one, but you know Zelly's nine, ten to one, and I just think that's wrong. obviously Malavath won their trial. But you go back and have a look at that race. I had to look at it a couple of times on France Gallo this morning. And um, the jockey on Zelly just was definitely right, uh, riding that filly with an eye to the future. It was, always went well through the race, was put under no pressure whatsoever, was coming back at the line. That's no surprise because it was over seven furlongs. And Zelly is a Group 1 winner, won the, uh, uh, won the Group 1 um, Boussac um, uh, on heavy ground over a mile at two. So mm. clearly she wants uh, this, this extra furlong. Uh, the, the worry is obviously the ground, but she did she did win the uh, she did win on good ground uh, at two as well. Although that Group One race came on heavy, very testing ground, and Farber just simply wouldn't bring her over um, if he if he didn't think she'd handle the quick ground. And it is going to be quick. Uh, I think they stopped watering at Newmarket on Thursday, and it's largely dry forecast. So I think you're going to get pretty much good to firm ground. Uh, yeah, and I just like Zeddy the way that Farber was talking about this filly last season. She said, you know, he didn't think she'd be a two-year-old at all. Uh, so the fact that she did so well and you know, on, a, on the evidence of that comeback run, she's, she's uh, you know, she's, she's kicked on again. So I think that um, that Doverall form line in the prep could well be uh, the dominant form line in here. So um, I'm worried about Malavath, who won a great race or a wide draw at the Breeders' Cup when actually when Ryan actually rode her. But uh, mm. no, uh, I'm going to go with the, the little general... Um, uh, the little Napoleon, isn't he? Uh, that's yeah. not you, Dan. It's uh, Andre Fabra. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, to, to relieve past glories in classics. He was the main man at one point, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, he yeah. Was. Zaddy for me, uh, and I'll be taking advantage of the extra place with the sportsbook. Lovely. Zelly on the telly, four places on the sportsbook. Kevin, what, 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 Kevin, which of the Irish runners most appeals to you? So you've got a couple for Aidan O'Brien, Tenebrism on Tuesday, uh, Discoveries at 92 for Jessica Harrington's in there. Then you have one from uh, Jerry Lyons, Juncture at 20 to 1 at a big old price. I might play Juncture each way. That's the way I'm thinking now that Homeless Songs has come out. What do you think? Yeah, Juncture was a very impressive last time, but it wasn't much of a race at all. You know, mm. she needs to step up probably. You know, her official rating 98 tells you that. But um, Discoveries is the one I like. Um, there hasn't been, you know, much chat about her considering she's a, you know, group one winner and um, she has the pedigree she has. She's the full sister to Alpha Centauri. And uh, just the interesting thing with her is you look at all that, all her siblings, um, Alpha Centauri included, and mm. like they all were significantly better as three-year-olds than two-year-olds. And she was the one that that's done the most as a two year old, you know, in winning a group one. And, and you even watch back that my glare. And like to me, she still looked raw, you know, like, like she got there and she had a bit of a wobble in front. And like Shane Foley was slow enough to go for the stick. And she she got on top of the line now. But I just thought she looked, even though it was her fourth run, like I thought she was still learning. And if she improves as much as basically all of her brothers and sisters have from two yeah, to three. Yeah, I like that. 
you know, she'll be she'll be in good shape. And she seemingly had a, a kind of a blip free preparation. You know, Jessie's having um, having her winners away since the start of the season. So, um, yeah, I'd be hopeful with discoveries again. Draw. We'll, we'll know a bit more about the draw um, after Saturday. But I'd be I think she'd be quite tactically versatile. And hopefully she's drawn reasonably middle. So whichever way it pans out, hopefully she won't be too. Um, she should be reasonably positioned. I, I, you know, you make a strong case, and I was a huge fan of Alpha Centauri. And if they improve as she improves, as her siblings did, I can see the case for it. What about you, Dan? Have you come down here on the old Phillies? Hard old race, this, of yeah. course, it is. Um, I'll probably back Wild Beauty each way with the extra place. I mean, hand on heart, I suspect she's not going to be quite good enough to win, but she's, I don't think she'll be far away. She's already up and running for the season. She's, she won the Fred Darling. She was a progressive two year old, went over and beat. Pizza Bianca, who ended up winning the, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So there's some strong form lines from last season. Mm-hmm. And the stable just mustered. The, the thing that's putting me off a bit is that draw. As, as Kev often says, you, you don't want to be on a wing in any race, really. But hopefully she bounces out pretty sharply. She's a very experienced filly, and she can take up a good position. But I thought she was the sort of solid one each way. Less flashy than a few, of course. Tenebrism et al., but... I thought she was. She had really sound claims. The fact that we, she's proven she's trained on. I know it's not a path to riches in this race. A lot of the winners come back first time out anyway. But at least we do have that crumb of comfort that she's shown. She's she's as good at three as she was at two, and she was pretty good at two. Mm. So you're going for um, an Applebee Guineas double then, if Native Trail obliges on Saturday and uh, follows up on a Sunday afternoon. Okay, good stuff, lads. That's the new market done. We've one race at Salisbury to talk about. It's the two forty there. The Michael O'Brien. Memorial City Bowl handicap, uh, just the four runners in this. Uh, Oman at 13 to 8 and Spirit Mixer, unseparable, inseparable in the market. Uh, Zoffy at 7 to 2, and then you've got a Time Walls at a 7 to 1. Okay, Tony Calvin, who wins this 240 at Salisbury? Uh, I thought Oman would probably win. Um, I'd have a, I'd have him as a clear favourite. He's a cult, isn't he? Oh, let me just check that. Mm. I don't know. Uh, wasn't a man, wasn't that David Bowie's wife? Uh, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, you haven't been drinking? Mm. Uh, no, no, very, very sure. I am going to be in Muse Pub in about half an hour. So, yeah, and I will <laughs> I will very much be drinking. Um, yes. Good job I haven't got an early flight in the morning, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, um, I think Amar would be clear favourite here. I think, um, I think he won the Maiden on this card last year on good ground. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that's good. He's only three pound higher than when winning um, by a, quite a wide margin at Chester uh, on a, with a bit more ease in the ground. So, providing the ground isn't too quick, um, yeah. Ra- Ralph is among the winners as well. I think he's operating at twenty five percent strike rate um, of late. So, table falls no problem. If the ground's no problem, I think. Go on, Ralphie. Go on, I Ralphie. Think, it's think, Iman. Iman is David Bowie's wife. Old man is the country. Iman. Old man. Just a, just oh, a difference in fellows. Yeah. She was probably saying, oh, man, when uh, when he when he croaked, wasn't she? Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, what, man. About you? what about you, Daniel Barber? Um, I'm just <laughs> see what Zoffy does. I don't really know how to go after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interested to know what Zoffy will do, because he, 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 he took to chasing early in his chasing career, surprisingly well, because he, he went chasing as a four-year-old and... He's not, a, he's not a big horse or anything. He's sort of a flat type on looks, but he took mm. to it really well. He's going back on the flat for, for Hugo Palmer now. He was with Philip Hobbs. And there's a potential for him to get an easy lead if they want to blast out that way. And I, I wonder if they will do that. Ross Coakley's created a good impression. 
he's probably the most high profile of these jockeys now. He's been riding a lot for, for Millman and, and doing well. And I guess they'll just adopt the tactics that have served him well over jumps. I don't know if he can still run to 83. He makes the race very complicated and I won't be having a bet in it, but he's the one that interests me most because there's a, there's a soft lead with his name on it if he wants it. Lovely. And final word to you, Kevin, is forerunner Salisbury 240. Any fancies? No, I didn't have a strong view, Hugh. I thought, okay. oh man, I'll probably go and win, but it's not a strong view. Okay, good stuff, Kev. Go back to bed there, my little darling. Uh, everyone else, enjoy your day. Um, I have Huey in the board's head. I'm actually grand. I don't, I don't know where this, this, this idea has come from. I'm actually Listen, grand. we have our sources. We have our, we have our little birdies who tell us these things. And Vanessa Royal said you're an absolute disgrace over breakfast this morning. It, 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 may, well be, it well, may well be that the medical team were in there about 10 minutes before we came on here, kick-started your heart again. That might Yeah, yeah so I'm just, just, just out of shot. I'm actually on a drip. Yeah, <laughs> just to get the old hydration levels back. Right, just, we, yeah, you we should mention that we were going to cover one race from Hamilton but at the time of recording we're not sure we're not sure what race ITV is showing whether it's going to be the 205 or the 235 so yeah yeah, I didn't have a strong opinion in either race so okay well saying. listen Tony, Tony, Tony you have an idea he wants to put to Dragon's Den you know those hamster those hamster bottles that um, that hang from the cage yeah. he thinks they should they should you should be able to get one of those affixed to your roof when you <laughs> when you have overdone it the night before and, and then it <laughs> if you just fancy a drink you can just have a little sip okay that's about it gentlemen that's 1000 guineas day done thank you all indeed all that remains is to get your naps before we go um, new season new flat season starting off all those slates are wiped clean so um, my unbelievable victory in the national hunt season is not going to go unrewarded however it's okay it doesn't matter to me um, I kick us off um, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Jessica Harrington's filly in the uh, one thousand guineas. Kev made a good case for Homeless Songs is out, so I don't really care apart from that. But I'll go with Jessica Harrington's filly in the one thousand guineas for yourself, Kev. Who do you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're joined at the hip again. Hugo had discoveries win only will do for me. Lovely. And for yourself, Daniel Barber. Uh, Red Verde win in place. In Red Verde win in place, twenty five to one. Tony Calvin. Yep. Uh, we it's like team. Team Dan oh, and me yeah, and Um <laughs> Yeah, we won't be getting 25. I suspect we'll be getting around 10 to 1, uh, 10 to 1 at okay. best bear speed. But I'm going to go win and place with Barber. Okay, so myself and Kev and yourself and Barbara. Hopefully both teams come through with the Tag Team Royal Rumble of the Guineas weekend. Um, listen, we're back at Wade in on Monday morning um, with the team as well to so look back on all of last week plus the Guineas weekend as well. Um, gamble responsibly as always and we'll talk to you then. Good luck. <laughs>